What's up? What's up? You are joining me for another edition of Her Life on Purpose, the podcast. I am your host, Ebony S. Hinton. Listen, this is a podcast where I inspire women to walk to the beat of their own drum. We talk about all things women. We talk about it all. We get real. And listen, I want you to talk back to me. So share this with a friend. Comment in uh, social me- on my social media at Her Life on Purpose um, on Instagram and Facebook and message me and let me know your thoughts. Let me know your opinions, what's going on. And we'll talk about it on the next podcast. So we have a great episode for you today. And if you're ready for the topic, stay tuned. All right. So today's episode is all about God's timing. And I know that that is one of the hardest things for people to wrap their heads around is God's timing and being patient. But I want to talk to you about an experience I had, let you know how God's timing worked out, let you know a little bit about manifesting as well as it relates to God's timing. Um, That is such an interesting topic, especially coming from a Christian woman. I'm going to let you know what that means for me, but we, we started something new. Okay. So I'm going to give you some feel goods and some things that I think that I can improve on this week. So the first part of this segment will be, girl, what's got you feeling good? Okay. And what's got me feeling good is my garden. Y'all like, I'm a true gardener. Like, I feel like I got a little bit of a green thumb. And the thing about gardening gardening is it takes some trial and error. Okay. I have killed a couple of plant babies. Okay. And like I said, it takes trial and error. It takes some research. And social media is just like the breathing ground for education nowadays, like that fast uh, food type of education. So if you need to know something, just join a Facebook group, YouTube it. There is literally no reason that you can't learn whatever it is that you're interested in. And so there's all of these face group, Facebook groups, especially um, Facebook uh, groups for black women who want a garden for black women who love Target for black women who love Starbucks. There is a Facebook group for it to niche down, you know, just to find your people. Okay. And um, so anyway, I found these groups and you know I've just been so inspired to get more house plants and things like that and I've always liked house plants I've always liked uh plants it's just my like my zen my zen place my ooh, just relax these kids getting on my nerves this husband is getting on my nerves but my plants they still alive I'm still taking care of them I'm still nurturing them Oh, that is a word because <laughs> that is exactly how I feel when um, when I'm taking care of my plants and just to be able to nurture something to take care of it. It's kind of like nurturing yourself. It's kind of like you want it to, to thrive. You want it to live and the energy you put in 
plants once you get the hang of taking care of them now don't don't be like i bought a plant and it died i must something must be wrong with me no once you learn how to take care of it the 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 energy of nurturing them kind of cycles back to you and kind of you know subconsciously you you nurture nurture yourself so that's what i love about plants so anyway i said all that to say my husband is building me um a garden um, in our backyard and I'm so excited like it's coming along good and uh, I wasn't gonna do it because I felt like um, being military we're not really in a space too long but I was just like you know life is too short things happen at the blink of an eye things happen so quickly uh why not so and I think it would be um an added benefit to whoever comes after me um in the home that we live in so that's what's got me feeling good my garden oh I love it I do have some stuff planted right now like um I have some peppers in a smaller garden um on or smaller like pot things or whatever my husband bit me as well girl like he he really be out here build, building stuff he wasn't always like that but he he really is into like making me stuff and so anyway so I have some peppers and some uh what else do I have out there some little tomato plants some mint some basil just little stuff that's that's actually on the porch and then the garden will come later okay so that's the garden talk now listen and I also wanted to uh introduce a segment of I need some improvement I need some improvement we all need improvement and I think the best thing that you can do is call out what you need to improve um attack it with a plan and just improve okay and so the thing that I need improvement on is my energy. My energy is tied to my health. And I have been slacking like most people in the pandemic or things that happen to um, to people in general is, as far as life goes. Uh, our weight as women, it can fluctuate depending on what we're going through, how we feel. You know, if you're feeling good, you, you want to do better and all that stuff. And... Um, my energy is is really just down <laughs> from what I'm used to and I'm like I really have to get back to um my health ways because I was really in a spot where you know I was in a healthier relationship with food and working out and just really feeling good about myself um, and I still feel good about myself but I want to just get my energy up like it's crazy and I and I know it relates to um, my food choices and um, me not focusing on myself because I'm so much more focused on my kids because we moved and I wanted to make sure they that they were settled and happy and stuff and so I kind of put myself on the back burner to where you know, if you if you listen to a lot of moms who um, work from home or stay at home or whatever the case may be, um, sometimes you forget to eat breakfast or lunch and you're just snacking all day on random foolish stuff. 
and just really not taking care of your health. So that's kind of like what happened to me. So my priority starting today, not tomorrow, not Monday, is <laughs> to just really take a hold on those things. So that's my improvement I need for the week. And I will keep you guys updated on how that goes, whether I pass or fail. I'm here to keep it real with you and let you know because we're all in this together. So hello, hello. You hear me on this mic. Okay. Are you guys ready for this topic? I've been so excited to uh tell the story for the longest time and I'm I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get into this story for you. So stay tuned and we're going to talk about it. Okay, so I have been wanting to tell this story for the longest time and it's really a good story and it's really um eye-opening and I have really been wanting to just share it and just you know bless somebody with the story so um a few years ago my husband and I were stationed um uh in a part like the midwest somewhere we were stationed there and we ended up buying a house at the time because um we decided, okay, this was the best option. We weighed out all of our options with renting and buying and all that stuff. And we decided uh, to buy a home. So um, we, we, we buy the home and we stay in the home. And then like the military every few years, now it's time to move again. And before we actually put the house on the market, um, maybe a year, a year prior to it was time for act, for us to actually move. I decided that I was going to pray about this and I was going to really just um, meditate and just really um, offer up to God what I make my request known f- to God about what I needed from him, how I wanted him to do it. And all of this stuff. And I knew that selling a home sometimes can be a difficult thing depending on the market. So I wanted to really just ask God to help us out. Because at the time, I didn't want to be in a space where we were paying two mortgages or a mortgage and a rent. Depending on what we decided to do at the next duty station. I didn't want my family to be in um a weird spot where we where we were juggling two uh, property properties simultaneously. So anyway, you know, I have been praying and praying about it and everything. So it comes time for it to be just a little bit closer, maybe like six months or so. And I was like, I really, I really want this to work out. <laughs> I really want to sell this home so I don't have to think about it anymore. Um, when we leave. And so I came across this book called Write It Down, Make It Happen. And I think, I don't know, I heard it from a YouTuber, heard about the book from a YouTuber that I used to watch. And her name is slipping my mind. But um, she had it on YouTube years ago, thought about the book. Um, and then or I thought about the book then. I don't think I purchased it, but then I ended up purchasing it later and I had it 
kind of read through a little bit, but not really. But then I thought about the book again. I was like, oh, I'm going to read this book. So if you haven't read, uh, write it down, make it happen. Can't remember the author, but if you go and search for this book, it's an older type of book. Um, it's white with red writing, write it down, make it ha- happen. Very simple. I think there is a, um, the author re- uh, wrote something uh, different, but it is about another. Let me let me slow down. The author did write something um, else in regards to um, this type of manifestation, because this book is about manifesting um, the things that you desire. And it goes through and it says it talks about the different ways to manifest the things that you want in your life and how um, it gives you examples of how people have done that, whether it's just writing it down on a sticky note writing it down uh, or, you know, texting it out on your phone, writing repeatedly. Um, This book totally inspired me because as a Christian, we are taught about faith. We are taught to have faith and, um, and why we should have it and things like this. But sometimes it's hard to, picture or it's hard to put faith really like into practice other than just in your mind just believing it and what this manifestation translated into me uh, the way it translated to me was it was about faith it was about my faith and I understand that some people are not Christian and some people don't believe in God and some people have different faiths that they believe in and things like that but I was always um My pastor had said one time, sometimes you take things that you need, you leave the rest or you um, you take the meat, leave the bones and things like that. What that simply means is for me, the way it translates in my faith is what it means to me. So I thought of manifestation that way. I was like, this is this is about faith to me. This is about how to put uh, my faith into practice in different in different ways it wasn't about magic because I've seen what God can do I believe what God can do and I really um am am just wholeheartedly um just just focused on the Holy Spirit because I've seen it I've I've seen the way God has used me and people around me so nothing really shakes what I believe um, to make me believe something else. So anyway, I said that to say, because I don't want, if you are a Christian, you to be like, well, this manifestation thing, you know, is really popular now must have something to do with magic or must have something to do with this and that and whatever. But uh, no. So anyway, what I translated the book for me was faith. And here's a, here's an example there was a story about, um, I want to say it was this businessman or something. And every day he was like talking about the, uh, what he wanted, um, as far as his career and things like that. So he would write it down on a sticky note and how much he wanted to make and what position he wanted to be in. So he would write it down on a sticky note and it was kind of putting his, 
faith into practice now he may have believed it to be something different just you know the for lack of a better word manifesting but I just really saw faith all through this because he was writing it down and he was believing for something and a lot of what happens in this book no matter how people choose to manifest their thing they uh were using the act of faith they were picturing themselves that's the important uh part of this they were picturing for example um if it was me which it was me picturing the act of uh whatever whatever it is that they were believing for so for me when i read the book there was this part in there about um uh, selling a house and I think it was one of the first stories one of the first two stories and I was like whoa and it talked about having this figurine some of you may have heard it some of you may have not figurine thing or whatever um I can't remember what it was specifically was I think it was like Mary statue or something and like you bury it or you put it in the house or something and like um, you, you're supposed to sell your house and things like this. And then there was another story about, or later on in the story about somebody selling a house and they were writing it down and all of this stuff. So I was reading this and I was like, this is intriguing. I, okay. I'm going to try writing this thing down. Um, I, listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. I even thought, I was like, where can I get this little figurine from? But my my who I am as a Christian, it pulled me back. I don't ever want God to feel like or my faith to be challenged in that way where I'm just like depending on worldly things or things that um, would put my faith in those things and not my faith in God. So sometimes you have to be careful of those type of things. You have to see faith for what it really is. And you have to believe God for who he really is and trust him in that way. So I was like, nah, mm -mm. (laughs) we don't need no figuring. We trust in God. But I did want to write down specifically what I was trusting God for. And the book helped me to go through these different examples and points. And it really just kept pushing up to the forefront of my mind to picture it happening, to really trust God, to see how God is going to do it, to ask God how he's going to do it. And I, and I, I remember saying, you know, I would write this down every single day. I kid you not, I would write down how I wanted it to happen, when I wanted wanted it to happen, what I wanted it to happen. Like I was picturing it, Lord, this is how I want it to happen. And then, um, so we put the house uh, on the market and I noticed, you know, because I wanted the house to be a quick sale. I wanted it to be a, a, a no brainer. I wanted somebody to be like, you know what? This house ain't even on the market. I want this to be my house. I want this to be my, this house is not on the market. And I wish I lived in this house. That's what I want. I wanted the sale to be quick like that. And so I wrote this down in in my book. 
every day in different versions of, you know, just being more, um, uh, just explaining more and trusting and believing in God. And so what I noticed when I kept writing, even though our house is on the market at this time, um, really ain't on the market that long. Honestly, it's on the market, maybe, uh, maybe two weeks or something like that. And it was time and I'm, I'm shortening the story just a little bit, but it was time for us to eventually move in about three more weeks or so. And I was like, man, time is really winding down. This is not happening the way I wrote it because this is supposed to be, um, a quick sale. So anyway, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, Lord, what is going to happen to this home? What, what, how are we going to, uh, how are we going to do this? Why, why isn't it happening the way I want it? So then, um, I started switching the way I was wording. I started to really put my trust in God. I said, God, this is what I'm asking you for. And I know that you hear me. I know I, Lord, I know it. So then I start switching my words to in your timing in, you know, according to your plan, Lord, do it when you want it to happen. And then I said, Lord, just make sure that my family is okay. Make sure that we're not in any predicament to where we're put in a tough spot um, because of what we need to purchase or rent uh, in the future and what we need to do with this home. And so I just prayed that long story short, the house at that time did not sell when we needed it to. Now, if we would have left it on the market longer than maybe it could have. And also we were going to break even. So we weren't even at that time going to make any money off of this house, you know, after you're finished paying your um, your the company that's selling the house for you. We're going to make any money. And so we end up moving. The house did not sell. Now, mind you, I had wrote down how I wanted this house to sell verbatim. It did not happen. It didn't happen. So then I started to I said, OK, Lord, I'm, I'm going to keep this book. And we and we moved and I made sure that this book was in a place to where when we moved, I could find it. And so I said, I'm going to keep this book and I'm going to put it in my drawer when I when I unpack it all or whatever, I put it in my drawer and I kept the book because I had wrote for about. Oh, my gosh, 30 days or so every single day, the prayer, how I want it to happen, how and how I envision it to happen and all that stuff. And so, um, like I said, it did not happen. We ended up moving And lo and behold, we end up having to pay a mortgage and rent the first uh, month (laughs) we we had moved. And so I prayed to God and I said, Lord, I was listening to another one of my uh, blogger friends uh, do this live. And she said I was going through some things or something was happening. And I just said, Lord. She said, I felt compelled to share this on a live. And she said, Lord, 
I just need relief. And those that simple sentence, she asked the Lord, she went to sleep, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, oh, that's for that's for me. That's for us, because it was starting to stress us out that we were paying double bills now. Um, and, you know, when you have savings and children and things, you need to put them in. I don't know if people out there have ever moved, but every time you move, there's expenses that you have to, you know, if you've never lived in that city, then there's expenses on top of, you know, just getting everything started and all that stuff. Anyway, so we, we get there and I'm just like, okay, this word is for me. So I said, Lord, we need relief. Please, Lord, if you can give me relief, please give me relief. The next day, um, uh, the the property people we had to manage the property said, you know, we have renters because we because the house didn't sell when we needed to. We ended up putting on the market to rent. We took it off and re- and rented the house. We rented the house for um, about I want to say three to four years. I can't remember. Um. So anyway, what ends up happening is the after or during the COVID um, boom of the housing market. And if you have sold a home during during the pandemic, then you know the housing market is crazy. If you're trying to buy a home during the pandemic, then you know that it's crazy. But it's, it's particularly in 2022 right now and 2021, it was or it is a buyer's um, I mean, a seller's market. And so um, what ends up happening four years later, uh, I was in this Facebook group for my um, for my old neighborhood, because generally a lot of neighbors they have Facebook groups, Facebook groups. So I was in this Facebook group and this lady was like, um, I'm looking for a home in this particular neighborhood because this neighborhood was a sought out neighborhood because it's close to the military base and it's more convenient. So I've, we've always known that this um, neighborhood was a good neighborhood um, because of the turnover rate. It will always rent. It will always um, knock on wood sales. You know, if the, if the timing is right, if you do it right, it, it's just a high turnover type of neighborhood. And so I'm in this group one night. I mean, it's like nine o'clock. I'm in this group and this lady is like, I'm looking for a house. And I was like, hmm, because, you know, uh, maybe a month or two, me and my husband were talking about putting out, see if, you know, we want to put the house on the market in this in this market. And we weren't going to do it until the year after, which would be 2022. And so I was like, oh, we, we might put ours on the market in you know, a few months or whatever. And she was like, what is the address? I want this house. Uh, I want to see this house and all this stuff. So she looks at the address. She looks at the pictures prior to when we put it on the market before, because sometimes that stuff still lingers on online. And so she was like, I want this house. And I'm like, what? You know, just thinking it's a fluke. She's like, I want this house. And I was like, but we we haven't even talked 
to a realtor. It was just something we was thinking about and something I told her. I was like, I, I'm thinking about we thinking about it. I mean, we might. And she was like, I looked at it. Perfect neighborhood. I wanted the amount of rooms I need, amount of space. I want this house. So I I was like, okay, I'll talk to my husband about it, blah, blah, blah. Didn't think not two more thoughts about it. Got off the computer and I'm at my phone and um, I wake up the next day and I have messages of her really wanting this house, really talking to a realtor about a house that is not even on the market. She really wanted this house that bad. And I'm just like, what is going on? And she was like, what are you guys thinking about putting putting on the market for and all of this stuff? And I'm like, we don't even have a realtor yet. She was like, I want the house. And so I said, okay. So then just her being so inclined, I started talking to my husband about it. Then next thing I know, two days later, I'm reaching out to a realtor that somebody suggested to me. Next thing I know, I'm talking to my realtor. My realtor is like, we can put this house on the market. You can get this much for this house. If you want to, I can st- we can start moving on just getting the house on the market. And basically, uh, stop talking on Facebook about, you know, just stuff you don't need to be talking on Facebook about. Because it could just wrap you up in something you don't want to be wrapped up into. You know, just when it comes to selling a house. I was like, okay. So now I'm t- the the lady and I are dialoguing through our realtors now. And she... And I was telling her, I was like, I'm a little nervous about putting this house on the market because I knew the market was good, but it wasn't, I didn't know from my standpoint of how it would favor us. And she was like, girl, this house going to sell. No, she didn't say that. She said, I believe that um, I can sell this house. Um, And she wanted to be politically correct, but I believe she knew that it was would sell just because of the other ha- homes in our neighborhood and all of that stuff. And um, so anyway, I'm not here to give you a how a housing uh, tips or information, but you do have to when when it comes to selling a house or keeping or hold out. I like to say holding on a house because sometimes you want to keep a property for investment, but you have to just weigh your options. Anyway, we decided to put this house on the market blah 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 and so okay so we end up putting the house on the market she needed a house before um 2021 ended our house wouldn't be able to sell you know just be completely you know done with the improvements or whatever realistically until the following year and so, so i was like she, she kept battering me about it. She was like, um, before my husband and I leave this area, we want to go to the house. So I had, we had tenants in the house at the time and they were so, uh, just gracious enough to let these <laughs> random people, um, come look at the house and everything like that. So she really wanted a house, but it w- it just didn't work out for her. But mind you, um, this is something that I wrote down in my book. Now, I 
I don't think I, I know I wasn't, I wasn't specific to say these people gonna want the house without seeing it or, you know, they, they'll ride by and want the house, blah, blah, blah. Um, I didn't say it will be sold to the, to, to them or whatever, but I did write down in this book that I wanted this house to feel like home for somebody. I wanted them to look at this house and feel like it belonged to them. I wanted them to just be sure about all this stuff. I like, I wrote verbatim what I wanted the family or the people who bought the house to feel what, what I wanted it to be for them, how I wanted the house to, to still be in um, good structure and good bones on the house and all of this stuff, wrote it down verbatim. And so, um, let me, you know how you talk to a friend, you be like, girl, let me go back. What was I saying? So anyway, so we, um, we put the house on the market. We ended up not selling, selling, selling to, um, the young lady who I was talking to because it just didn't work out for her um, timing and when she needed it for, but we still put the house on the market. We put the house on the market, had all of these showings, the house sold in less than not sold, but had an offer, which we took in less than 24 hours in less than 24 hours. When we were going to sell the house, we were going to break even. If you have sold a house in this market, then you know you can make three to four times as much as you would have sold it a few years prior. That's just how the market, for some reason, um, played out for sellers in this, at this time. And so I think about what I wrote, just asking God, you know, Lord, allow us to make money on the house at that time we had a realtor when I wrote it down she said you won't make money on this house I was like okay well maybe I can alter what I'm asking God for maybe I can alter um you know just minimize to something more doable for him and so when it didn't happen you know I just kind of left it alone and I said okay all right you know okay and <laughs> I left it alone but what I what my my instincts was to minimize to take back some of the things that I was asking God for because I was like maybe this too much Lord maybe this too big for you maybe I'm asking too much maybe I don't deserve uh, all of this that I'm asking for the way I'm asking for this house, what I'm asking um, for the sale of this house to give and supply for my family. Maybe maybe it's too much. And I wanted to tell this story because everything that I have written in that book came to pass. Every single thing, the way I wanted it, the way I imagined it. But the thing about God and the, the difference of the way people um, manifest things in their life. Um, sometimes when you manifest things or people manifest things and they're like, I want a hundred million dollars and I want it soon. And then somehow they get a hundred million dollars and it wasn't, um, what they needed at the time or they weren't prepared or ready or whatever. 
I started to think about my faith and I started to, to think about the way I asked God for things. And I said, God, in your timing, what you think is best for my family, what you know is best for my family, what you know is best for me, Lord, I put it in your hands. And Lord, while I'm waiting, equip me, supply me what I need during the wait, whatever that means, whatever that is, Lord. And that's exactly what God did. He didn't. He he remembered me asking, even when I tried to take some things back. He said, no, daughter, you already asked and I'm going to give it to you according to my plan. Give it to you according to my timing, because I know that you will do something with it. And this is what I know. I know that you will share it. I know that not only will you share the story, you will share um, whatever I give you and you will bless um your brothers and sisters and those, the, the people that are around you, you will give back to them and you will tell your testimony because God does not give us testimonies to keep to ourselves. He gives them to us for, for us to help our brothers and sisters and not only through words, but if God puts something in your hand, then you can put something in somebody else's hand. If God blesses your spirit, then you can bless somebody else's spirit. You can allow God to use you. This is how he uses you as a vessel. And so it, the the things that I asked for was three, four years ago, but I said, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to have faith that you got this part on lock. I'm going to keep living. I'm going to keep walking. I'm going to keep having faith and I'm going to keep trusting you. And I'm going to keep believing because even though it didn't happen when I wanted it to, I'm not going to throw a temper tantrum. I'm not going to uh, feel defeated or go into a depression because I know what you can do. It's just not my time yet. And and lo and behold, it was not my time yet, but our time came and God said, I'll do something better because you waited. And that's why I wanted to tell this story about manifesting and things like this. I manifest through trusting and believing in God and having the faith. That's what manifestation means to me. So, yes, as a Christian woman, I manifest. I have faith that God will do um the things that he thinks is best for myself, for my family, those around me, those who I pray for and things like that. So if you are in the waiting season, if you ask God for something, God does not forget. God understands. He knows he listens. But if you're waiting on something, if you're asking God for something and you're still waiting while you're in the waiting room, Ask God to equip you, whether that's reading your word, whether that's um, having a little relief in, in, in the stress factor, whatever it is that's that's bothering you in the waiting, whether you're tired of waiting. Ask God to help you in the waiting season. Ask God to supply you with what you need while you wait. Ask God to send you someone to lean on. In the waiting season, while you're asking for something else or waiting for something else um, and trust God, God does not want you to be so agitated where you're like, God, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? He wants you to wait patiently. He wants you to wait with honor. He wants you to wait with humbleness. He wants you to wait with trust and faith and love and belief in him to know that if I did it before, I'll do it again. And don't take back what you asked me for. I will adjust it 
to whatever it is that you're asking for, whether that be 10 times, 30 times more, or whether it be something that's safe for you to, to manage or to get through, God will do it. And this story is so um, special to me because it, I'm just like, oh my goodness, God's love, God's love, God's love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I'm just like, my mind is blown at the goodness of Jesus. My mind is blown at the goodness of how my father loves me to where he's where he just he just was like, I know what's best for you, daughter. I know what you're asking for. So anyway, I hope that this blessed you on today and I pray that you share not only my story but yours whatever God has brought you through whatever testimony you have share it with your friend share it with somebody a stranger um God will give you the door to walk through when it's time to share something with a a stranger or your friends or your family he will give you that permission they will give you that permission to share it with them as well so follow me on social media HerLifeOnPurpose.com is my blog. And um, what is my Instagram? Oh, Instagram.com backslash HerLifeOnPurpose. Or just search me HerLifeOnPurpose everywhere except Twitter, HLifeOnPurpose. I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you for joining me on HerLifeOnPurpose, the podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Have a good day, guys. Bye.